Can we talk something else? Can, can we talk about something else? June 21st, 2013, Jacksonville, Florida. The sky is threatening rain as a young mother pushes a stroller down the street, telling behind, holding hands of two little girls, Destiny 5 and Nevea 4 years old. The mother, Rain Periwinkle, is on a mission. She needs to get a new outfit for her oldest daughter who is walking ahead. We haven't met her yet. This is 8-year-old Cherish Periwinkle. A pretty little girl with long dark hair, fair skin, kind eyes, a sweet smile. She's excited this summer's evening as they make the 20-minute walk to the Dollar General down a busy street. It's around 7.30 p.m. Cherish is getting ready to go to California. This is 8-year-old Cherish. And she's about to go visit her dad for summer's break and maybe even beyond. Her mom's fucked up. The boyfriend's fucked up. And Cherish has this opportunity, or her mother has this opportunity to unload her, so she's going to take it. But despite all the weird underlying tone I had there, Cherish is very excited to go stay with her dad. And the plan here in this moment, now that mom has already gotten her bath out of the way and packed most of her stuff for tomorrow, is to pick up another outfit. Mom has a hundred bucks that her boyfriend has given her but some of that is for the cab ride to the airport in the morning. Her boyfriend, Aaron, reminds her, be careful with the money. You probably need to keep about 45 bucks for that cab ride, maybe 50. So only spend half of it. When they get to the Dollar General, it's still light out, but the sky is beginning to rumble. Mom quickly moves to the clothing section, and the clothing section of a dollar store is about the most depressing clothing section in the world, but you can find some nice shit there. And soon, she finds something for her youngest daughter and something for Cherish as well. Cherish, eight-year-old Cherish, is dressed in orange with a pink hairband, and she's excitedly showing her mom a white dress with hearts on it that she wants to get. But when her mother goes to the counter for a price check, it's too much money. Also on surveillance video, it's at this point when I see a man, white, with white hair and a white mustache, dressed all in black, a t-shirt, and uh, black jeans. And he's observing the mother and her trio of little girls. It seems he's taken notice that Rain, the mother, has been unable to pay for the dresses. And perhaps as he approaches the girls, he has a mind to help them out. That's what the cashier later says it seems like, and that's what it looks like to me as well by looking at this surveillance tape. Mother Rain is a little hesitant to speak with this stranger, but the man in his late 50s seems kind and harmless when he offers to give her a $150 gift card he has at home from Walmart. The man says he'll just need to call his wife to come drop it off. Eight-year-old Cheris is excited by this. She overhears it, 150 bucks? She can get a lot with that. I mean, maybe new shoes, maybe some candy, uh, some toys even for her little sisters. And her mom is like, okay, Cherish, we'll do it. We'll do it. And she accepts the man's offer. He tells her to 
meet him outside. He'll give her a shout on his cell phone. Give her a shout, meaning his wife, to come drop off the $150 Walmart card. On surveillance, you see him exit, and you see the mother and the girls talking amongst each other, kind of being excited, and then they soon leave as well. He tells them that his name is Don, and that his wife is actually over at the Walmart right now, and she should be here in her gold car soon. Uh, He shares that she's from the Virgin Islands. They've been together for a long time. And as a little bit of time goes on and she doesn't show up, he says, hey, you know what? My vehicle's here too. She's just shopping at the Walmart. I was over here at the Dollar General. Why don't I just give you guys a lift over there? Uh, The van's right here. It's a 98 white Dodge, the type with big windows on the sides, almost like a camper. And uh, it's beginning to rain at this point. So the mother, Rain, who isn't all that keen on piling her kids into the back of a stranger's van at what is now uh, just after 8 o'clock p.m., decides against her better judgment to take up Don on his offer. Don, he helps him into his van. He slides the stroller into it. And once again inside, it appears to be more like a shagging wagon. It's got blinded windows, an empty floor. There's a bench seat at the back. The seats in the middle have been put down. It is a fucking horror show for true crime listeners. I mean, this is this is a thing that guys drive around when they're trying to kidnap people. But the, he puts the kids in the back. Rain goes around the front and uh, sits down in the passenger seat. And suddenly they're they're tight. I don't want a victim blame here, but I have to give you this bit of insight. Rain is not very bright. She's a kind woman, uh, probably a drug addict. You know, I gotta, I gotta lay off of rain. I gotta lay off of rain. I've been trying to lay off of her. I'll play a call with her in a bit, and you'll, you'll get the idea. So he does take them to the Walmart from here, and when they pull into the parking lot, he pretends to be on a, on his phone. Well, he's on his phone pretending to make dinner plans with his wife, asking her like, "Where are you? I thought you were at the, at the Walmart. Well, you're supposed to come to the Dollar General and give us that one hundred fifty dollar gift certificate that you didn't fucking." spend while you're at the Walmart. And as he goes back and forth with his wife, who's supposedly on the phone and is not, he does not have a wife, spoiler alert, does not have a wife, just talking into a phone. Um, the girls are taken out of the van by their mother and he, it's raining and he says at the window, hey, listen, I'm going to finish talking up with, uh, with my wife here and you guys go in and just start piling stuff into a cart. And uh, when she gets here, we'll, we'll use the card to pay for it all. More grainy surveillance video shows the mother and the three little girls go into the store and they start happily grabbing dresses and toys and candy and everything. Then it sees Don enter the store after his fake phone call. And Don kind of mills around them and checks out other shit for about an hour. And Mother Rain at one point she can be seen asking Don where his wife is. And he tells her he got the card off her already in the parking lot. Don's like, don't worry about it. We got it all figured out. He puts a green and black rope in the cart. And then he starts talking to Cherish a little bit as the mom's distracted with her two other little ones, five and four years old. And him and Cherish are kind of going off and doing their own thing. He points at some high heels for her to try on. This is an eight-year-old girl. And they bring the high heels back to the cart. And this is a moment where Rain acts like a mother. She is a mother. Okay, I got to stop that. 
And she says, no, I'm not going to buy high heels for my little girl. I mean, I wouldn't even wear those. They're so high. So they put them back. Alarm bells. And then on surveillance, Don can be seen taking Cherish to the change room twice. Rain is aware of this and thinks it's a little bit weird, Rain being the mother. Uh, but, you know, he's a nice old guy, and I'm sure I'm sure this 57-year-old man is just trying to help her little girl put underwear on or something. No big deal, right? He's going into a fucking change room with an 8-year-old girl, the guy you just met in a kidnapper van who basically kidnapped you and brought you here to the wall. Anyways, so 56-year-old Don, whose full name is Donald James Smith, I got to tell you at this point, he'd just been released from prison three weeks ago. This is 2013, I'll remind you. And his pages of crimes go back to the 70s. They include charges for attempted child abduction, committing lewd acts while in the presence of minors, obscene phone calls to a child, impersonating a child protection worker. He's not a good guy. Don is a convicted sex offender who's not supposed to be anywhere near children, let alone in a fitting room with a pretty little eight-year-old girl. He's been released three weeks ago. I saw him in video that I have in the show notes where he's talking to his mother when he's in prison later on. And he's saying, she just wouldn't leave me alone. It was like the devil was trying to follow me around, tempting me. It's like they landed right in my lap. The mom was so dizzy and the kids were so bright. And this little girl just wouldn't leave me alone. Like it's her fault for attaching to a male who is trying to give them something. She's seeing him as a fatherly type. It's now just after 10 p.m. and the mother agrees to let Don take Cherish over to the in-store McDonald's to get everyone some cheeseburgers. They're hungry. Probably haven't had fucking dinner. (laughs) Uh, Surveillance video shows Don walking straight out of the Walmart with Cherish. Instead, the parking lot cameras catch him lifting her into the passenger side of his white van at around 10.15, while mom continues to pile items into a cart in the store. This is a kidnapping, and it's not going to end well. I've covered a few recently, and, well, one that ended well with Dead Bug. Warning, this does not end well. It's not until the announcement comes over the speakers at the Walmart that the store will be closing soon at around 10 to 11, that Cherish's mother begins looking for Dawn and her little girl. It's like, oh, fuck, it's been about 40 minutes. And when she finally decides to take her kids in the cart over to the McDonald's, she sees it's closed. And after a few frantic laps of the Walmart, she realizes her daughter may have been stolen. Out in the parking lot, it's getting dark. There's a light drizzle of rain. And when rain goes out there, Cherish's mother with her little kids, to see if the white van is still there. She sees that it's not there. And there's just a dry spot being speckled with rain, surrounded by wet. He's taking her. The mother rushes her remaining girls back into Walmart and has a clerk call the police. I gotta keep saying this. This is 2013. Summer of 2013. In Jacksonville, Florida. It happened. It'll happen again. Responding officers are skeptical to the 911 call. They initially treat the case like a missing child rather than an abduction. Rain takes the phone and speaks to a 911 call operator here in this call that I have. The 911 officer. Hi, is that Rain? Yes, this is Rain. Um, I'm calling to 
What do you mean? Taken by a stranger. I can't find her. Okay, ma'am, how old is your daughter? Eight and a half. And you say you're at the Walmart on Lim Turner? Yes, I am. Okay, when was, where did you last see her at? Walmart. I met a man today at Dollar General. He saw that I was struggling to buy them some clothes. He drove us here to buy us some clothes, and the only reason I went with him because she said his wife was going to be here. Because I told him I don't take rides with strangers. Okay, ma'am, what's your daughter's name? Her name's Cherish. Sorry, I'll step in, because this is kind of a long call. I said I don't like to hang with strangers. There's a childlike aspect to this woman, and I know that I'm stating the obvious here. But, like, fuck. Step it up a bit. Like, you know what the fuck happened here. Tell him. My daughter's been kidnapped. I'm at the Walmart. He's in a white van. He said his name was Don. Uh, she's wearing this. He's wearing that. They're probably headed this way or that way, but she can't. There's a childlike aspect to her that is very infuriating, but at the same time, a little sad and endearing. I'll continue. Parrish? Yes. And her, her last name? Periwinkle with the P. Can you spell that for me, please? P-E-R-R-Y-W-I-N-K-L-E. <laughs> and is she a white female, black female? Excuse me? Is she a white or black female? Okay, stepping in again. Infuriating. What's happening here? Her daughter is being taken away. We're talking about... I gotta think, because it's 11.18 when she makes the call. And the store closes at 11. So it's probably been a half an hour, at least. And, uh, you know, urgency is, is essential here. But it's... P. Periwinkle with a peak. Fuck. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> uh, sorry. All right. All right. I'll lay off now. I had a strange feeling about him when I first met him. He took her to the he took her to the to, to the dressing room twice, and I was hoping that she would be okay. And I was looking at the shoes, and I didn't want him to think that I was overly protective, freaking out. But now, they're not here. And I find it very odd because he knew that... Oh, okay, ma'am. What kind of vehicle does he drive? It's a white van. Finally. But do you remember any stickers or anything on the side of the van? Anything that you can remember at all? Did it have tenant windows or anything? I know he's got carpet in the van. And yeah, it's cool, cool, cool. Carpet inside the van. That that we'll we'll be able to figure it out from there. Anyways, very frustrating. And uh, as I've said multiple times now, I'm trying to lay off of rain. Um, 
you know what? I'll, let's just play more. I, I feel like I need to speed it up for her. But that's just, I want you to hear it out because maybe I'll just torture you the same way I've been tortured by this. And he, he said, what? Take a good look at the fans. Okay, do you remember what, did you see any tag on it or anything? Was it no. a sort of tag? No, I didn't look at that. I feel like a fool. Okay, but do you remember what he had on? No, I don't remember anything because I'm panicking right now. Okay, now what's your name? My name's Rain, R-A-Y-N-E. He said his name is gone. <laughs> I'll keep popping in because I, I appreciate that when I'm hearing a 911 call for someone to pop in and just to not play the whole thing like it's like I'm giving you something just by playing somebody speaking. But she will crack open here. And it's very interesting because you are hearing a panicked woman. Uh, she has gone blank. I mean, the guy is wearing all black. That should be easy to remember, but she can't. She can't remember what she put on her daughter to wear, panicking once again. Absolutely true. And I'm sure it would happen to many of us. You know, when you just blank out, you're supposed to remember your lines when you're talking in front of like a teacher or whatever. That's happening to her. But right here, a very interesting thing happens. And I think um, there's a lot to be said about Rain here that she takes a moment and and reboots, and she should be credited for that. And he was supposed to be his wife here, and his wife never showed up, and I couldn't figure out why. His wife didn't even show up at Dollar General. And he told you that y'all were going to meet his wife at um, the Walmart? Yes. First, she was supposed to show up at Dollar General, and then he was going to meet with her at, at Walmart. And we've been here probably two hours. And she didn't show up, and I ha- had this cart full of clothes that he said he was going to pay for with a hundred dollar gift card. And I, excuse me, I I had a bad feeling. I thought, well, I feel like pinching myself because this is too good to be true. So I got to the checkout. He's not here. Cherish isn't here. He's eight. He's eight years old. She's supposed to go to California in the morning through the plane. And he knows as I told him this. He knew when the store was closing. I had a bad feeling about him. Okay, how long have you been looking for you? When was the last time you saw your daughter? How long ago? About half an hour ago. That's so you've been looking for her for a half an hour? Yes. There's nobody in the store. And he knew the store was closing. He said he was going to McDonald's. She went with him. I should have told her to stay with me. He was going to the McDonald's inside the store? Yes, there's a McDonald's inside the store. He wasn't here. Oh, somebody said they saw him, but he's not here. He should have had the, the, uh, the nerve to stay in here and wait. He must know that I'm panicking by now. Okay, ma'am, where are you in the store now? Are you outside or where? No, I'm in the front of the store. I think I need to hang up because... Uh, no, ma'am, are you a white female, black female? A white female. What color shirt do you have on? A 5'8". What color shirt do you have on? I have on a short black polka dot dress and brown flip-flop sandals. I have long red hair. Are you right in front of the 
for? Oh my fucking god. <laughs> but, you know, hindsight, you know, it's it's just the way it goes. Like the 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 operator doesn't she she probably recognizes that this is a crazy situation. Also, the 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 cops are on their way. She's just trying to get all the information that she can. It's not like they're just trying to decide whether or not it's worth sending cops. Cops are on their way. And I think that's a bit of much as much of that as I want to play. It is heart-wrenching hearing her rain realizing that how bad this is. Um also the 911 operator slowly beginning to realize this little girl has been stolen. I, you know what? Fucking, I'll stay out of the way. I think he, I think he killed her. Hold on. Did you just hear what I heard? Did she say I think he killed her? I think he, I think he killed her. I think he killed her. Why would she say that? It's took her, right? I, uh, on Patreon, people are telling me it's took her, and I'm sure a lot of you... Th- listening are feeling that way as well i i believe it as well later on i was influenced by it because i think she says killed her in a bit but if you listen back to what you just heard think killed her and you'll hear killed her but it is took her i'm I'm convinced it's i think he took her but think killed her i swear you you hear killed her it's one of those weird things and I'm not, I'm not saying that she has anything to do with this. I'm just saying maybe that's a mother's instinct. Because it's quite possible at that moment, he is killing her. Okay, ma'am, you ha- your eight-year-old daughter, you think she's been taken. You say you have other kids with you? Yes, I do. He was, he was, uh, he was giving my eight-year-old too much attention. All right, everybody, Badlands food. I've been thinking about getting a dog. With my little family, we're about to introduce a dog, I believe, at some point here. And I have an interest in how we're going to be treating said dog. And it occurs to me, you know, that many dogs suffer from health issues. And with Badlands food, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. She's looking at their food. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that by just adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone could do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. It caught my attention, and as I'm about to uh, get a dog, I think that I'm going to uh, use this service, so I thought I'd share it with the audience as well. Uh, I know many of you have dogs. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash darktopic and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D dot com slash dark topic to check it out. Badlandsfood 
Facebook.com. He wanted her to buy these really tall shoes that were women's shoes, and I told him no. I said, they're too high for her. I wouldn't even wear shoes that high. Maybe he was... Okay, and when did you meet him today? I met him at Dollar General on Edgewood. I was struggling with my money to buy the girls some clothes, and he saw that I, what I was doing, and he waited for us outside the store. And he said that he was waiting on his wife to show up. And so I waited around to meet her, and she didn't show up. And then he said he was going to give us a ride over here to Walmart. And then we waited in the parking lot for maybe 20 minutes for her to show up. She didn't show up. So we all went into the store. We've been here about two hours. And she didn't show up. Um, I guess I'll stop apologizing for stepping in. <clears throat> so research, <laughs> I got all of it from this 911 call, but, um, two hours. So that's two hours of Dawn, this fucking child predator recently released with her daughter. The feeling I get is that he just kept, he'll say this later. It's like, it just it just kept falling into my lap. Like it just, I wanted to leave, but it was just too easy. It just was so fucking easy. Like the, the girl, eight year old Cherish kind of coming with him while the mom was distracted and she like bit the whole scam, you know, hook, line and sinker for two hours. This buildup happens and Don is aware that there's cameras everywhere, but his nasty instincts uh, won't let him give up this prime situation. And I don't understand why he would leave right now unless he's got a silly reason. I'm wasting my time standing here. I'm sorry. And a prime situation that he has created, obviously. He has set this into play. It's just like such a perfect storm. Uh, for a release, recently released child sex offender. He's hanging outside the Dollar General. He sees the mom and the three kids go in. They're buying dresses. They can't afford it. He's like, I'll, uh, he offers to buy them. I'll take you to the Walmart to get them. And I think that he's fighting with his demons that whole time. But then after an hour and a half, it's like, let's wrap this up. Fucking Christ's sakes. And uh, he'll later say, like, I wanted to leave. I was going to buy them the stuff. I don't have a wife. I don't have a gift card, but I'll buy them. You know, some some of the stuff that you want. But she just kept on shopping. And the little girl is with me. I, I got to stop, but I have to just spill everything I have uh, to you as we go. And hold on. I, you put the rope in the cart about half an hour in. And then she's still not going out. And you, you go to get the shoes for the kid. You're getting, like, uh, horny. And you're going and taking her into the change room, which is probably a molestation situation. And then when the mom is continuing to shop, just fucking hanging out for two hours in the thing. Come on. The thing is, he would not put rope into that cart without thinking he's going to use it. So with all of them involved, that cart has to go through and get bought by him. Meaning they're all with him when it happens meaning he means to tie them all up. 
right? Am I being redundant? I probably am. I just, I, I'm just having this epiphany that I haven't seen anywhere else. And I just talked to my girl midway through this, and she's like, no, you got it, you got it. He absolutely was putting that, obviously putting that rope in there to tie them all up, thinking that that cart would go. If, if he wasn't thinking, if he was just trying to be part of the party, he'd throw like what, like a pair of socks in there. He put rope into the cart. They all, oh my God, her stupidity saved herself and her two kids, her two younger kids. Her stupidity saved 75% of her little family that day. Your time now. We have officers on their way to you. But I can't remember what my job is wearing. <laughs> I need to sit down and be calm and close my eyes and try to remember what Cherish is wearing. <laughs> okay, ma'am, just stay in front of the store and then, and yes, try to think about what she's wearing and what he's wearing. So when the officers get there, you can tell them, okay? Yeah. Okay, can you think of anything else about the van or anything? Uh, it had a line around the van as if it were maybe a metal, a, a metal, not, not a sticker, but maybe, I don't know how to explain, like a, like a pinstripe? You remember what no. color what color the line was? <laughs> I think it was dark, maybe like a silver. <laughs> And it, and it had a big space in the middle of the van where he had taken out, where he had taken out a couple of seats. And he put my stroller in there. Oh, I put the stroller in there. What is the killer? Oh. What did they want those parents that they're going through this? <laughs> Okay. Tragic, right? And for my anger, I apologize. For my frustration, I apologize. I just like to throw that in there with these because I know you feel it too. And we kind of go through it together, right? But in the end, it is just a mom trying to get her kids some clothes from somebody that they see as charitable towards them. And he ends up being a creep who duped her and stole her eight-year-old girl. And that is very, very tragic and sad, and she deserves no blame. She really doesn't. Um, it's Too Good to Be True was going to be the name <clears throat> of the episode, uh, but I named it Man with a Van because he has a plan, the man with a van with a plan. And uh, it's his fault, not hers. When responding officers arrive, they're skeptical because they don't want to believe that this has happened. They initially treat the case like a missing child rather than an abduction. But Rain, she breaks out eventually from her... It's like humility or, or it's humiliation, I guess. It's more, more apt. She's worried about like the employees having to bring the cart full of clothes back to the spots where she's picked them up from. She's embarrassed by that. 
<laughs> this is how out of it she is as to what's going on. So the officers and the security guards at Walmart and the employees aren't really taking her seriously because of how embarrassed she is. Um, but, you know, as the officers take their time, assuming she's nuts, uh, and then the hours that kind of follow as they slowly begin to realize, oh my God, the initial claim from this woman is super true, and we needed to be frantic about this, as she needed to show us her franticness um, hours before, they finally pulled the tape at the Walmart, and when they see the abduction, they scramble to put out an amber alert. Six hours too late. The Amber Alert goes out at around 3 a.m. When everyone's asleep, the police, they have the vehicle description and a photo of Don from the cameras out to every Jacksonville police officer. The press doesn't receive any information on the abduction until early the next morning. The whole thing moves too slow, and it dooms Cherish Periwinkle, eight years old. At 9 a.m. the next day, an officer doing a traffic stop spots the white van and gives chase. Donald Smith pulls over and has his hands up when the officer approaches. He is wearing the same clothes as the night before, the clothes that Rain couldn't remember. It's a black T-shirt, black uh, jeans. His eyes are bloodshot. He's soaking wet, which is never a good sign. Don claims to be drenched with sweat after a night of smoking crack with prostitutes in the back of his van. And I'll tell you that, yeah, he's a crackhead. Uh, he does a lot of coke. He was coked up, cracked out when he saw the girls. He's so, <laughs> so much of a crackhead that he's like uh, bankrupted his mother and will go in at one point a 90 day crack binge which is difficult to do. 90 days, try three. You don't sleep much. You don't eat much. And how do you get the money for that? You got to be robbing and stealing, right? Because you're not going to work for, you know, you're missing out on paychecks. How do you get the money? This guy's fucking out of it. He's been out of it since he left prison for his previous assaulting, harassing minors. Uh, minor charges, not minor charges, major charges about minors. <sighs> He's just been getting fucked up and fantasizing right up until this point. And he's brought in where after being stripped, it's noticed he has injuries to his penis. The medical examiner takes a look eventually, not right away. I'm getting ahead of myself a bit here, but I'll tell you this right now. When the medical examiner looks at his dick, there are abrasions and teeth marks on it. He claims it to be a result of rough sex with hookers. And a tip comes in once the press finally can get the information to the public. Someone had noticed a white van parked out back of a Baptist church in the false dawn hour. That is um, around 4 a.m. A man dressed in black had been putting something in the creek back there. 11 hours after last being seen on Walmart parking lot surveillance, being put into a recently released dangerous sex offender's ominous van, Cherish Periwinkle, eight years old, is discovered dead and under a log weighed down with bricks behind this church. And I'll take it as easy as I can here, but this is rough. The little girl has been beaten about the head, strangled to death. Her eyes are filled with blood 
As a result, there's a gag in her mouth that was tied so tight her gums had bled. She has been brutally raped. The medical examiner I just mentioned, and I'll play a clip from her in a second here to take some of the heat off of me. She'll cry in court. I guess I'm not going to take the heat off of me. I'm going to go for it here a little bit. She um, cries in court, forcing a recess. When she shares that the little girl's insides are destroyed, that the, the vagina and the anus are one, that she can't tell which is which. It is corrupted, I believe she says. It is a horrific rape on a little girl. There is a large hickey on the girl's chest. Semen is recovered from her. A vagina and mouth and an anus. There are defensive wounds all over the girl's arms. She fought till her death. And the evidence is overwhelming. Surveillance footage, witnesses, DNA, a confession even. He just says, you know, I did it. I just couldn't help myself. Um, He talks to his mom when she comes to see him. And he basically admits it to her. And there's links to that in the show notes as well. Donald Smith claims the little girl had followed him out to his van He says he was trying to leave because he remembered he wasn't supposed to be around kids. Oh, yeah, I'm a sex offender. Shit. What am I doing here? Why did I take these people to Walmart? Why do I have three little girls in the back of a van that my mom owns three weeks after my release for being a sex offender? I'm not supposed to be within 150 meters of children, but I'll offer them a $150 Walmart card that doesn't exist in order to get myself in a spot where I can eventually justify that one of them wants it. He claims that when the little girl came right to his van after he left the Walmart, uh, deciding that he shouldn't be around little kids, he leaves the Walmart, and she just runs up to him, and he's like, oh, my God, I just can't help myself. She wants it, I guess. What a piece of shit. The, the surveillance show is completely different. He coerces her to come out. He doesn't hold her by the hand or anything, but he's like, hey, come out. I need to get something from the van. Don brags about the crime to fellow inmates there is nothing here that's redeeming he's just scum of the earth and never should have been out there are 95 pages of charges against him in his past Um, in fact when he committed his first offense on a child this offender he was young but Rain Periwinkle the mother of Cherish she was Cherish's age when he committed his first offense he'd been doing this for a long time fantasizing for a long time And uh, this was the big one. After he was released from prison, this was the big one. All his life, he'd been on the hunt for children. And the first chance he got, he went all the way with it, fully knowing he'd be caught. Um, The guy's looking into cameras at the Walmart and the Dollar General throughout. And it takes a jury only 15 minutes to sentence Donald James Smith to death. He currently awaits his sentence on Florida's death row. (sighs) And he's fighting his sentence right now actually he's trying to get out that's kind of how I got hip to it he thinks that he wasn't defended appropriately and he thinks he was in a crazy state of mind this guy's a piece of shit please in the show notes you will see if you want to take the time to watch him speak to his mother and watch him in court and you can see everything you can see everything that I'm talking about here Um, check it out this is a dark topic plus, so it's a little bit different. I, I just kind of throw it all at you, and and I walk away. I it's it's like me 
filling my belly up with horrific shit and then barfing it at your feet. So if you want to pick some of that up and clean it up, you're free to. Or just walk away. <laughs> just walk. I highly recommend you just walk away. I will play for you now the medical examiner because this is a very touching moment. Her speaking about the injuries to cherish periwinkle. Yes, so you can see that um, the vagina is right here. This area is important when we come to describe injuries because that is where one passes urine. So there is a, um, a distance between the area where one passes urine and the vagina. And there is quite a distance between the vagina and where the anus is. That is a large area of tissue, soft tissue. Okay, I'm next going to show you um, state 77, which is a photograph of the genitalia of Cherish Periwinkle. Will you please orient the jury to this photograph and describe the injuries reflected in this photograph? Yes. So this is without spreading um, her legs. Normally you can't see see this. You won't be able to see this if you look. All right, I'll step in. I'm sorry. Um, that is not where I wanted it to be, but you get an idea of what this woman is like. She's very professional. She's a well-seasoned medical examiner. She's probably... 58, 60, 60 years old. And uh, she's having a tough time talking about this. But I, I will play the moment here when she breaks, which is very rare for a medical examiner to break. It's very unprofessional. But she can't help herself. It, that is, it is a very hard thing to hear, especially if you watch it to see somebody this tough and this hardened to this type of shit. Break. The jury, what you saw when you um, dissected her throat. Yes, so what we do is, it's, uh, I'm sorry, I have to take a break. Can I just have like five minutes? Do you want a five minute break? I think we'll all take a break for 10 minutes. Thank you. Unbelievable. So that is the story of Cherish Periwinkle. She was uh, murdered horrifically, stolen, straight up kidnapped in 2013 in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, straight up, on camera, everything else. You heard the story. And uh, what it left behind was a, a bunch of broken people. Her mother, Rain, was into drugs, I think, and, and so was her boyfriend. And the kids, the five-year-old and the four-year-old, Destiny and Nivia, they ended up being adopted by Rain's sister, who lived in Australia. And Rain was very upset about this, but it needed to happen. I mean, what do you want them to go to foster care? Because Rain broke a whole bunch of rules when it came to being able to take care of her kids. She just couldn't hold it together after this, which is understandable. It is. And the kids got taken away, and they still fight to get them back, her and her boyfriend. But they haven't, to my knowledge, reached the point where they, where they would be allowed to. At this point, this is tough. But at this point, seven years later, the kids would be, you know, 13, 14, right? Five and four. No, 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 no. Yeah, sorry, 16, something like that. 
Um, if she got the go-ahead to retrieve her children, that would be like getting kidnapped again, wouldn't it? The kids have been taken away and brought to Australia to a loving family, a secure environment, and suddenly their mum and the father of those two kids, who seems like a good guy from what I've seen, get custody of the kids again, and they have to come back to Jacksonville from Australia to live in the area where their sister got kidnapped and murdered. If I was them, I'd feel like I was getting kidnapped too. Should they succeed, I think it should be left alone, personally. Write a letter, do a FaceTime, take a fucking vacation. Don't try to pull them back out. Anyways, eyes cocked, doors locked, stay paranoid. That is Dark Topic Plus number two. Um, these are a little sloppier, a little little broken down, and I hope you appreciate the reasons why. Because uh, in order for me to do this, I I kind of need to 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 bang them out that in that fashion. There there will be a new dark topic coming up soon, well written, polished, delivered, and uh, new tales from the bottom down, a new brutal coming up soon as well for the thirteen dollar tier. Like I said before, one of those will drop to the five once a month. Thank you so much for listening.